Hey, hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dating in the Bay. Today, it's Nacho Bay, Seeing Other People podcast co-hosts Alana and Jonah are here with me. And this is a really fun episode. They have a hilarious dynamic. Basically, backstory, Jonah and Alana met on Hinge. They went on a couple dates. And they also did a podcast together last year. And now they did their own spinoff podcast. And it's called Seeing Other People. And it recently launched. And you guys should totally check it out. There's a few other things that I want to talk about before we get to their episode. So you guys know every month I do a book club. And I'm super excited to share with you this month's book club book, which is timely because a lot of used to work at Hinge. And then the director of relationship science at Hinge, Logan Uri, she just came out with a book called How to Not Die Alone. She has all these myths and like she kind of debunks them all based on dating myths and dating advice and science. And yeah, that's going to be our book. And my favorite part about her mentality on the dating world is that her whole thing is like, fuck the spark, because that instant chemistry, those fireworks, the love at first sight things, those are not sustainable. Really, we're looking for somebody we could grow with, chemistry grows, compatibility, like looking for those values in somebody and those essence-based preferences and who somebody is at their core versus, oh, I like that shiny bright thing. Or, like We like their face because all of those things, they're more superficial and we really want to get down to the core of people and get to know them for who they are. And we could be missing out on so many great people if we're just distracted by the shiny things. And I say this speaking from personal experience. So I'm super excited to be reading this book and I hope you will join me. And I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple weeks ago, Sailor Bailey was here and we talked about how to use manifestations and gratitude and journaling to really put us in a really good mindset. And I'm happy to report I've been journaling myself and working a lot on gratitude and being more intentional with my thoughts. Also, you might remember that Bailey said, because I really like manifesting pennies. That's like my one, my one thing that I can manifest. And she said, Oh, why don't you try manifesting quarters? Plot twist. I did. And guess what? This girl found two quarters yesterday and a nickel. So take that manifestation, the gratitude I have for the quarters. Although I must say I'm kind of more of a penny gal myself. Just love a good pretty penny. But quarters are also not going to snuff at a quarter. Anyways, if you haven't heard that episode, definitely check it out. It's called Manifest Your Honey Bay with Bailey. I feel like that's a tried and true episode where you can listen back a few times. I know my mom listened to it a couple times. You can take notes on how to show gratitude and constant reminders for yourself and like some little mantras you can use. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy my convo with Jonah and Ilana. It's a fun one. So you recorded the episode back in November. Yes. So we recorded the episode, the first episode of Seeing Other People, our new podcast back in November, which at the time was shortly after Jonah and I had spoken about potentially going on a date which never happened. Jonah decided to let the whole world know that I'm apparently in love with him. That was news to me. My friends were texting me being like, wait, you're not in love with Jonah. I'm like, that is a correct statement. I am not in love with Jonah. 
but right now. apparently, yeah, we're turning the tables back around because you <laughs> put me on blast and I did not deserve that. When did I put you on blast? All I said was that it was, I think, the season. You said I was in love with you. Yeah, I say people are in love with people all the time. And in my defense, in season one, you didn't stop the narrative of me being in love with you. You did not. In fact, maybe you encouraged it. You led Hold people on. Long. Hold on. No, I I have the text receipts. I could find the text receipts of me you telling you to receipts? do less. I kept telling receipts? you, like, like, pull back a bit. It's getting a little creepy. Okay. You know what? We're on someone else's podcast, Lana, and we <laughs> no, will this save is, this juice for our show. <laughs> Sorry, this is Rebecca. Great. I, get, I know. I'm going to get some popcorn out. No, this is, this is what the people want. This is the content. Yeah, well, your question was, what's our status? Alana and I are back in the swain as co-host for a podcast. You know, we're both living in New York, doing our thing. You know, I know we are talking about our individual dates with other people. I know Alana had a date recently. I had a, a date recently. I also had to, unfortunately, break up with someone before I even met them off of Hinge because they didn't like the movie The Holiday, which was a massive red flag to the extent... That because I didn't like the holiday, I then said that this wouldn't work out. And they said, that's a weird deal breaker. And then I was like, it's not. If you're looking at the movie, The Holiday, and actively saying that you don't like it, nor do you want to see it, something is not going, something's wrong with you, and we're not going to work out. That was a tangent. Whoa. I feel like those are like fighting words. But so because the person didn't like the holiday, you really didn't meet them? Well, so in our hinge messages, I was like, they're like, what are you up to? And I was like, I was, I was watching the holiday. And then we went weeks without responding. And I sent us one of those reboot messages on hinge where I was like, I miss us because it was weeks later. She was like, I didn't want to interrupt the movie. And I was like, Oh, totally. Thank you for respecting me in the movie. Have you ever seen the holiday? And she goes, No, I've never seen it. I go, Oh, it's an amazing movie. She goes, let me look it up. She goes, Yeah, I've never seen it. And I don't regret not seeing it. And I was like, Wait, are you sure you looked up the right movie? Like Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Jack Black? <laughs> oh, my God. Why am I forgetting? Titanic. Oh my God. What's her name? Kate Winslet. Sorry. Kate Winslet. And she was like, yeah, I looked it up. It's the right movie. Not for me. And then I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's been nice talking to you and I wish you the best. Yeah. It's like, I don't like that kind of negativity. That's exactly, that's exactly what it was. It's, it, it was not it like, yes, the joke is that she didn't like the holiday. So I said, best of luck. But the real meat of it was like, oh, you're just going to not even like be like, oh, if you like it, maybe I should watch it. Or like, it doesn't seem that bad. But like the straight up, I'm 100% sure I don't want to see it. You're 100% sure you don't want to see her. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. With the guy I went on a date with on Friday, he came to my apartment and we had a really interesting, like funny and like real conversation about how pre-COVID going to someone's house or apartment on a first date was like, no, no, they could totally be a serial killer. And then you get into the beginning of quarantine where it's like, well, like we can't go anywhere. We're afraid to go places. So yeah, I guess if we're going to date, we have to go to each other's places. And then once like outdoor dining was a thing and things started to open back up, suddenly again, it's like, no, you can't come over. If you come over, you might be a serial killer. But now again, because things are closed, the option of a person being a serial killer goes out the window. Sure, come right over. Yeah. I know. I always share my location with a couple of friends. I'm like, please make Smart. sure of that. But also, it's probably the same way in New York where it's freezing. So it's like you can't even do an outdoor date in the park or something. I, it's so cold. It's like it's 30-something degrees today. And I, I did recently try and get drinks with someone outside 
and we were so cold. There were no heaters and it wasn't a good date. But I, part of me, and this is someone I've connected with and really liked in the past. And part of me is like, maybe it wasn't fun because I was shivering the entire time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even enjoy myself. I know. It's so hard. Like I've done a couple outdoor walking dates, like a wine and walk, whatever, but it's like pitch black at five o'clock. And then I'm spilling my red wine on me. And it's just like not cute all combined. (laughs) Exactly. So what happened with your Friday date? Well, some point into it, he goes, I felt like he was psychoanalyzing me the entire time. Did either of you watch Tasha's season of The Bachelorette? No. Alana, what, you, I host a podcast about the entire season. <laughs> okay, Rebecca, did you watch Tasha's season? No. Okay. No. Well, there was there's someone I could easily compare. Shout out Batch Bros. I could <laughs> yes. There's someone I could easily compare him to. But he at one point he goes, Yeah, you should really stay in therapy. You have a lot to work through. And I'm like, okay. And then 20 minutes later, he goes, So are you gonna talk about me on your podcast? And I go, Yeah, I'll probably mention that I went on a first date with someone who told me I need to stay in therapy. So that's how that date went. That's such a crazy <laughs> thing to say. Thank you for your feedback. I'll take it into consideration. But my when you told me that over text, I was like, well, what was the like, I want the, I want to see the scene. Like I want to read the whole scene of like, cause every, cause I feel something about like, whenever I have like girlfriends that go on dates and like, they always come back with some crazy fucking thing. Some guy said or did. And I'm like, are we that crazy? Or is it taken out of context? And because we're homies, I'm getting that version of it. Well, he did also spend half the time talking about like other things that other girls did that he thought like things that he thought these things were crazy. And I'm like, Hmm. those things aren't that crazy. Like a girl who he had been seeing for a while, non-exclusively, but she saw a toothbrush in his bedroom and she got upset about it, which yes, they were not exclusive. However, someone leaving their toothbrush is a statement. And that's like, I am here and I am comfortable enough at your place that like we are consistently doing this, that I can leave a toothbrush. I would be upset about that and confront him. Interesting. So wait, he had someone else. He was seeing somebody else at the same time. And this person was in pole position because they had their toothbrush at his house. Yeah. See, I would, that's a little, that's interesting. There's a lot more going on there. I'm curious, (laughs) like that's a mystery because like, how could you be in a situation where if you have someone coming over to your fucking house and you're hooking up with somebody else. You obviously, every guy does this before, and I'm sure girls do this too. You do a house spruce up, whether you're actually going to clean it or not. You do a quick, let's just make sure, even if it's going to be messy, let's make sure it's like elegantly messy. And like every everybody does this, right? And it, it is a minimum of 30 seconds all the way to maybe a whole full clean. You don't do, you always go to the bathroom, make sure it's all you know nice and cool in there. Did you think he left a toothbrush there as a power move? or some sort of psychological warfare, which is even worse. I'm just confused about this toothbrush. I've never heard of that. I've like, I've never had someone leave a toothbrush at my place. <laughs> that being I, said, yeah. I, I, I have wanted know. to have, I always like the idea of having multiple toothbrushes, like unopened at my place, not even for like dates, but just for like friends or like. Totally. Nice little five pack from CVS. Yeah. Like if I'm like, I kind of like having like a hotel vibe in my bathroom. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I have a whole pack. I'm always like, you never yeah. know who's going to need one. Give them to go as a little parting gift. Exactly. Oh, you want a toothbrush on your way out? You're one step ahead of yeah. us. <laughs> you should get them personalized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not exclusive, like here, you can have a toothbrush, but like just letting you know, I'm seeing other people. But then you could have another one like we're exclusive. Toothbrush. I like that. I like that. Because then you yeah. could start being like, you're like trading up. You're like, okay, do you want to be my boyfriend, girlfriend? Yeah. 
Exactly. And you're being very clear. There's, there's no room for miscommunication or assumption there. Wow. We're changing the world. You're defining the relationship with a toothbrush. Really smart idea. That was coined right here. Here we go. <laughs> we are going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, GiftPod. Emotions are way more intensified since we don't have all those pre-pandemic life distractions. This year has taught me a lot about resilience and perspective. And the ups and downs of dating during a pandemic are, um, yeah, there are a lot. What's helped me to get through are the unsung bays, my friendships. Through GiftPod, I'm able to record a message to my closest bays and let them know I'm thinking about them and all the fun things we'll do together post-quarantine. The team at GiftPod will spruce it up with music and give it to them as a private podcast. It's a great gift to send to your friends as a pick-me-up and an extra boost to brighten their days during this kind of turbulent time. GiftPod is offering listeners 10% off with the code 10-4-BAY. That's the number 10, S-O-R-B-A-E. You can check them out at giveagiftpod.com. Now, let's get back to the episode. Okay, so Jonah, back to you said that you were going before we got sidetracked on the breaking up with the holiday woman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's your dating life like? Dating life like right now is it's you know it's it's happening. Like there, I'm going on dates. I'm living in Brooklyn, similar to what Alana said. It's a little bit difficult because you have to find a place with really powerful outdoor heating, which I have found a couple places in Williamsburg and Brooklyn. If you are, if anyone's listening, a place called Hounds Tree has really, really great heat lamps. It's like a winery. So it's got like great wines, like really good vibe. Why haven't you taken me there? Well, you don't come to Brooklyn. We've established this. I'm coming on Tuesday. That's correct. But that's after like a lot of, that's me promising to come to Manhattan next time. And it's a productive business trip. (laughs) Business trip? Isn't that like, it's not that far, is it? It's going to take me about an hour to get there with like subways, potentially buses as well. And the other thing, if I, if, no buses. Okay. Well, yeah. I looked yeah. it up and it gave me different options or a $45 Uber each way. And, you know, I recently flew and I apologize if anyone's listening and they're against flying, but I got tested before and after and wore a face shield. I recently flew from Florida to New York. My flight back from Florida was cheaper than it takes to get from my apartment in Manhattan to Jonah's apartment in Brooklyn. So for that that's reason, amazing. we're in a long distance relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's a business agreement. <laughs> That makes sense. Okay, so I want to talk about when you did the first podcast together. Did it change how you guys approach dating now? Yeah, absolutely. I learned so much. I think one thing that people don't do, like, of course, people talk about dating and relationships and what they're going through with their friends all the time. But I don't think we really take the opportunity to challenge ourselves and actually put ourselves in the situation to learn and maybe learn about what we're not necessarily doing wrong, but what we're not maybe doing right or listen to people who actually have studied certain things or or might be more knowledgeable about certain situations or whether it's like mental health when it comes to dating or really anything. And, and I think every single episode, we learn so much just from talking to these people or talking to each other about the struggles we've faced and hearing different perspectives and maybe learning that oh, like I actually could have done something different in that specific situation that would have resulted in a better outcome for me. 
so I think we both learned a lot and, I, and I've definitely noticed that it's changed the way that I date. Yes, I echo what Alana said. I think a lot of it is like just not being afraid to communicate because I think the gift that we got from being able to be the ones who did season one and anybody who does a dating podcast, the gift you get is retrospect. You get like the uh, like the gift of of like being able to look to like just see a culmination of of data and experience and make your own conclusions from it. So the example we always give is we have all these emails and we have all these messages. And so we know all these dating problems that exist and they're all the same. You know, everyone's going through the same shit 99% of the time. I'm talking verbatim, like some robot mm-hmm. is writing in every single time. And I think in turn, Alana and I have probably become equally as confident in our communication skill set. I literally just got a text from somebody saying, hey, I'm not a fan of ghosting. Just want to ch- check in and see where your head's at. And this is somebody that I haven't spoken to in a day and a half. And so I'm about to respond and say, hey, you could have texted me. No ghost in here. Hope you're well. What's going on? Like, like. And my heart didn't even second beat, but I'm like, oh, I, I get what they're thinking. They're thinking that because we haven't talked in a day and a half, that something's up. But like, people fundamentally don't communicate is what we learned. And I would also say that as a podcast hosts, you just become more curious and you can talk to a lot of people. And when you go on dates, you forget sometimes that you are don't need to be a host and you can just yeah. kind of exist and listen to people. And silence is okay. And the pacing is never going to be the same as it is on a podcast. So that actually might not be a positive. That might be a negative. But Well, one negative, I mean, there are a million positives. But yeah, going off of that, one negative that I've experienced is I really like talking about dating and relationships. And I don't think it's a red flag or a rule that you cannot talk about your past relationships on a first date. I think it's really important to because those things shape the way you are and, and the type of dater you are now. And I think some people are very uncomfortable talking about those things because they think it's a hard no. If someone brings up their ex, like they're not over their ex or they're crazy or all these things that we've convinced each other to believe, which are so not true. But yeah, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, every single episode, and I think the same thing is true for seeing other people already. Every single episode comes back to communication and every single problem in our dating lives not necessarily can be solved by communication, but can become less of a problem by openly communicating what you're feeling, openly asking Mm -hmm. someone where they're at if you're unsure. Communication is everything. Yeah, I really like that. And I remember listening to your first episode or the one that just came out about how there was the Florida guy who you really liked and then you like actually advocated for yourself and were putting a stop to it because you realized that it was probably going to be hurtful to you in the end. And when I heard that part of it, I was like, oh, that's so much growth. And also to walk away from somebody that you really like is the hardest thing to do in dating. I think it's so hard to even connect with anybody in general. And then when you finally do find somebody that you do like to actively be the person who walks away is just my heart like sunk. That kind of growth is something that you don't see a lot. Do you think that doing the podcast gave you those skills to make that choice? I I do think so. I think just from talking to so many different people about dating in general, and whether it's like guests we've had on the podcast or just people through our platforms, I think I've, I've started to see that like, oh, like, well, they're in this situation that I've been in before. And if I tell them like, hey, if you continue going down this road, you're going to get hurt. 
the same way I did so many times, maybe that could stop them from getting hurt. Oh, wait, why don't I tell myself that and actually save myself some of this misery? And I think one thing that I've, I've started to think about lately is it'd be really cool if we all treated ourselves the way we treat our like closest friends because like we really want the best for them. And when we see them struggling, if we know we can give them advice or that a certain experience of ours can help guide them, we push them in the right direction. Why can't we do that for ourselves? So I've been trying to kind of live that. Yeah, it's hard. It's really well, hard. I don't think, but the problem is a lot of people can't handle the truth. You know, when you talk to your best friends, you can be truthful with them because they can handle it from you, maybe. But like, if I, if the, I love the rule of treat everyone like your best friend, but people are going to get upset if you tell them. Well, no, it's not like treat everyone like they're your best friend, but like, what, like treat yourself like you're your best friend. Like, yeah. we, we should oh, be our own best friend. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was kind of curious if you guys ever felt like you couldn't say as much as you wanted to or like that you kind of were more restricted. Jonah, did you ever feel like that? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think granted, I'm not like necessarily talking about like, I'm not like, I like, let's just use the word fuck. Like, I think maybe there's jokes about me. I could say fuck, but like there was always jokes about Alana being like, watch your fucks. You know, that was, (laughs) that was in the episode. But I think, yes, there's things that the company that sponsored that podcast wouldn't have been happy with us talking about, but there's also a certain extent to things I just probably wasn't ready to discuss or could know consciously that I want to discuss. Also, mm-hmm. you got to protect the privacy of your personal relationships. I think the most difficult part of dating podcasts are how much of what happens in our everyday life do we then put into the show and how much do you share? Because I shared a story about something that I was dating in the first episode of seeing other people. And I was like, Oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I didn't say her name, but like, I don't ever want someone to think that they can't be real with me or like do something with me because it's going to end up on the podcast. That would never happen. So some people think that some people like on hand, you'd be like, I'm scared to go out with you. Like, this is weird. You're just an experiment. Like you're just going to experiment. You're a professional dater. I'm like, what fucking planet are you on? One, listen to the podcast. We don't talk about that stuff at all. Yeah. And two, like, no, you don't, you want to, but I get where they're coming from. So I would say that's mainly like the only things, but it's more about like now just being able to experiment with format and, do deep dives on things. Like I've sort of been talking, a lot and I talk about episodes where we do vignette interviews where there's a couple of different people that come in for five minute segments, almost like an episode of NPR or something like that. And how we can just reinvent the format and how we can, there are no rules. We can share our texts on the Instagram thread. You know, we can be completely transparent so far as her, her and I feel comfortable. That's why you hear so much about our relationship because we are consenting to the fact that we will share with the world our personal shit. But we would never do that for other people. Although I really want to put that holiday girl on blast. Holiday, holiday woman. <laughs> Ask for her consent. Yeah. For me, I always try and tell people, even if it's like on a first date, because of course, like they ask about the podcast. They ask about when I was at Hinge, like me working at Hinge and being the face of Hinge. They ask about like how that has impacted my dating life. And I'm like, look, I made a decision on day one that I never want somebody to be afraid to date me because of what I do. And it was an easy decision for me to make because that's who I am. But I also, in the back of my mind, know that if I were to be, if I were to be spilling the tea on all of my dates and talking about all of my dating experiences in in the moment and updating people, I could like that's just like a really quick way to grow and like get to the top of where I want to be. But that's not who I am, and that's not how I want to do it. 
And I want to respect people's privacy the same way I would want them to respect mine. So that's always like something I really put out there is like, look, like our relationship is our relationship. And unless you're like, yeah, talk about me or like, oh my God, you have to like tell the podcast about this. Like, I'm not going to spill your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. Hmm. That kind of where you know someone's watching everything that you're posting and like reading the undertones of like what they're saying, you know, and then it can like, I don't know, get in your head about it. Yeah, it's hard. It's really weird. I mean, there are people I've from my past who still follow the podcast Instagram. And for some reason, their name still surfaces as like one of the three pictures that you can see when you like preview when it, Instagram shows you the preview of like who's watching your stories. And I'm like, oh my uh, God, hmm. like, why? Why are you still here? That's when I block them usually. Is I'm like, all right, get out of here. <laughs> oh, see here. Okay, question for you. In yes. terms of blocking, do you think that shows someone that you don't care about them or that you do? See, I actually only recently came to this. I used to worry like, oh, what would they think? And it actually doesn't really matter what they think. It's about how I can process and get over them. So it's like, if I'm left unsupervised, I will be looking up somebody and like constantly just <laughs> So like I need to block them so that I don't have to, you know, I'll unfollow and then block and then actually I, I get over them. It's a really nice little formula. Ugh, I want to do it so badly, but I can't. This is such an interesting. I've never blocked anybody and like never. I've only done it a couple of times, but it's helped like my progress much more. I got over it really quickly and I was like, oh, right. that's good. Yeah, I know. I know it's something that I needed to do more often. Like I'm still in love with my ex and like we broke up a year and a half ago and I check his story every single day even though he never stories anything i still go and check he's on mute i'm not an expert that's unhealthy that's unhealthy it's very unhealthy i know that and i know but that's what everyone we all do it you know that's why it's and like even when when i do see if like on the rare occasion that he does story something like it doesn't have an impact on my life i just like i want to i don't know well it's just like you want to keep tabs but then i think it also can give more meaning so it the guy who I was seeing, who I ended up blocking, he would watch all my stories. And then it was really messing with me because he's hovering around looking and then I'm adding meaning to it. Like if it's a storyline, he's going to come back and blah, blah, blah. And he didn't. So then I was like... There's no meaning to it. Well, no, I like... Rebecca, I like what you said that you're adding meaning to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean anything, but we, we, we write this whole narrative in our heads and write a script of a romantic comedy where oh wait it means everything no it doesn't mean shit yeah so it was driving me crazy i started hiding him from my stories then i would just go back and undo it because i was like well that's a good story i wanted to see that story (laughs) and then i was like rebecca just put your big girl pants on and you're gonna unfollow and then block and then did it and it was much better well i'm happy for you and i'm happy that you have the strength to do it please send some of that my way I mean, you got to just rip it like a band-aid. But I also think if you're not ready to let it go, then you don't, you know. It's been a year and a half. <laughs> Why did you guys break up? Because we lived across the country and it wasn't realistic for it to work out at that point in our lives. Well, that makes sense then why you wouldn't want to let it go because it's not like you hate him or anything. No. Let it go. Is he still single? Yeah. But he's still single because he still lives in California. He's still single because his job is not conducive to a relationship. So we were like, we we got into the relationship knowing that like between 
his career and the fact that we live 2,500 miles away. Like it was pretty much doomed from the start. But we were like, well, we like each other, so let's do it anyway. And it was, in fact, doomed from the start. Do you guys still talk at all? We tried. And then it, we like hooked up once, like six months later, when we like, we like got drinks to see if we could be friends. And then ended up like spending like 24 hours together. Him telling me that like our breakup was really hard for him. He's not dating anyone because if he was going to be dating anyone, he'd be dating me. And then in my head, I'm like, well, I'm not over you either. I still have these feelings for you. Like if you still have these feelings for me, why why aren't we just dating? Like, let's just try again. He's like, no, that's not what's happening here. Like you clearly weren't ready to like do this. Like this was a mistake. And I'm like, what? Oh, geez. It sounds like he has a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Well, I have a question for Jonah. So going along the lines about adding meaning to watching stories and whatnot, how about texting? We're all on our phones all day. And I feel like that's kind of the, where I'm like, if somebody really wanted to text me, hmm. it's not like a rocket scientist or something. And, uh, <laughs> Does anyone know any rocket scientists? I know a couple, yeah. I know do you? Couple. Yeah, I do. Are they wow. single? <laughs> They're women, but they are single. But that, you know. That'd be it. Pretty badass to me. Yeah. I guess it's I guess I just think I yeah, I guess. I don't know. I texting is such a weird thing these days. You just don't like it's so intangible yet so important. But I am thinking to the relationships where I'm like like I will be the most I feel bad for people who maybe are psychoanalyzing the texting habits that we share because sometimes I am their instant response, but I also don't think about text at all. I don't I don't consult friend groups anymore for help. I am just 100% raw me. I write like a Rupi Care poem. Or how do you pronounce your last name? Kaur? Oh, I don't know. She's a poet. Like yeah. I basically, like I'm, I'm all lowercase. I'm like three words, enter. Three words, enter. One word, enter. Enter. And, and I'm like that. And then oh, you might so not hear. You have a sea of blue. I'm a sea of blue. He's you a might sea not, of lowercase then, blue. You'll never see an uppercase letter from Jonah Feingold. But then maybe you won't hear from me for like two days after like what was a day of constant communication. And that has like literally nothing to do with the fact of how I feel about the person on the other end. And maybe that's a personal problem of Jonah lacking empathy for others. Or maybe the texting isn't real and we all live our lives and we have no obligation to respond to anybody on our little iPhones because it doesn't fucking matter. Well, maybe texting isn't real for you, but it's real for some other people. That's exactly. What is our perception of reality? Life is meaningless. We're an expanding universe. We're all- <laughs> <laughs> Time is a social construct. Time is a social we? construct. All we do is find ways to distract ourselves from the meaningless of life. <laughs> <laughs> this just got really deep. Like I'm scared. I need to go like, hide under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a lot for a Sunday afternoon stroll of a... I'm kidding. I think, well, am I kidding? I no, you're not <laughs> kidding. It sounds pretty. You sound like you've, you've thought this through yeah. a lot. I'm just like, if it's something that you really care about, I think Alana's advice is the best piece of advice. Have that conversation. Yeah. Be like, yo, it's in my communication style that I sort of think we should have a little bit more banter during the day. That's okay with you. And they might not, they might give you a real answer and be like, A, that they can't. And then you need to make the decision yourself yeah. about what you want or B, they might, they might be like, sorry, I fell back in love with my ex and I'm now seeing them, which is the root of most problems, you know? Exactly. People seem very weird to me. <laughs> People are weird. I mean, just got to find your same version of weird, right? That's true. That's, exactly. Love that. Wow. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I started just pretending like I'm always high on when I'm talking on the apps. 
Hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> so I'm like, since I give myself challenges where I'll be like, okay, I need to like insert funfetti into every conversation that I have today. That is that. funny. Whoa. <laughs> you just have to keep it fun for Challenge yourself. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Unfetty. Just some silly things. But. I love that. <laughs> well, I know you guys have to run, but thank you guys so much for being here. This was fun. It really flew by. Thank you for having me. This was so I'm fun. When you you guys- very casual. I love the vibe. Very, very SF vibe. Yeah. Will you podcast. guys come back again? I'd love to. Okay. Awesome. You can be our East Coast correspondents. Hell yeah. Oh, I do like that idea. I'm down. Down, down I'm so down. down. We could do, we'll do an IG live at some point too. Yes. And I think it'd be really cool to do a whole episode on East Coast versus West Coast dating because I lived on the East Coast and I think that East Coast does it better. You guys are just more like direct and people ask people out. Well, to everyone listening, stay tuned because there's so much more for us to pick apart and figure out. Stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. And before you go, I always end with my dating hack of the week. I would like to follow up with what I said earlier about how you should pretend that you're high or just having like a little bit more fun when, when you're swiping and that energy. It really goes a long way because if you're in an annoyed mindset and you're swiping, you're going to bring that energy and negativity with you. But if you're like, I'm going to pretend like I just had three shots of tequila and I'm going to swipe away, be more generous with my swipes and that kind of mentality, people really do pick up on energy. And who knows what you'll find when you're in that mentality. And same way when you're talking to somebody on the apps, using that kind of sense of just silliness and goofiness and tapping more into that, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. The whole goal is for you to enjoy the dating process. So whatever we can do to collectively make you enjoy the experience more is what we want. It's less about the outcome. It's more about keeping you in the game. I want to make sure that I'm having a good time because if you're not having a good time, then what's the point? Also, people will see, oh, that person's having a good time. I wonder what they're doing. So it's a long way of saying, just pretend that you're high. Pretend that you just took three shots of tequila when you didn't and be that goofy person that you would want to be. Because most people on the apps, I can guarantee you, just from my friends will send me their screenshots or whatever. And everyone's having the exact same conversation. How's COVID? COVID's boring. And then they say, have you picked up any hobbies? And then they're like, I've read some books or like I went to Tahoe or blah, blah, blah. That's so boring. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Let's do awesome, fun, silly, weird things. So with that, that's the dating hack of the week. Don't forget to check out Seeing Other People podcast. Also, don't forget to read this month's book club book, How to Not Die Alone. And hopefully... You guys will all read it and then we'll talk about it together. So with that, thank you again to Alana and Jonah for joining me today. I can't wait for our next episode together. Thank you to StudioPod for producing my podcast and I will see you guys next time. Mm